you ain't never heard that. We ready? What? Oh no. <laughs> that sound we like some band shit. What? Oh no. <laughs> That's what y'all be doing at A and T. No, I don't even oh. know where that came from. You love to try to do that. <laughs> don't do that. Welcome to Emotionally Unavailable, a wine-influenced, uncensored podcast where you're free to be you and I'm free to be me. Emotionally. Views are our own and do not reflect those of our employers. Things said on this podcast are subject to change based on new and relevant information. You know what that's called? Growth. Hit me with your eyes. I never seen like a I would never... Don't y'all been on it. y'all been on um the y'all been on a winning streak lately. I mean, you know, that's what Aggies do. You know, we achieve, we achieve. You know, I grew up around Aggies, and all of them are great. I had great role models. Exactly. You know, I grew up around Aggies and Rattlers. Isn't that funny? Because y'all are like rivals, right? I feel like Aggies are rivals with everybody, to be Maybe. honest with you. But mm-hmm. that FAMU A&T <laughs> beef, it runs deep. Even though half my friends went to FAMU. Like, yeah, all my family went to FAMU. Even my niece is going. Shout out to her. She going to be so class cute. of, I don't even know what class we at now. 2058. 20... No, I'm playing. Ooh, child. Ooh. Ooh, you want to know something while we're on this HBC topic? Okay, today yes. when we were in our investor meeting, for my fellowship they said we were talking about one of the companies which is like basically a car car sharing one of my little sisters my Spelman sisters I love you shout out to you girl she said (laughs) she said I don't you know if I want to go to Linux mall I would have to pay $40 I'd rather just walk I was like did the Marta shut down in the West End so I texted my group, my um, team. I was like, y'all don't use the Marta. <laughs> and one of my Morehouse brothers, <laughs> he was like, fuck no. I was like, oh, we too bougie for the Marta. Okay. Oh, no, not the Marta. <laughs> I said, noted. Got it. That's, it's different times. We're in different times. I remember when I was an undergrad, they had this thing called a heat bus. And you would get on that bus and it would take you to Walmart. I almost can guarantee you people probably don't use that anymore. I love it. But also just want to shout out to my lawn sisters. This week we turned nine. I've been yes. nine years. I'm not going to tell y'all how, how old I am because y'all going to start doing math. <laughs> I feel old. When somebody was like, happy nine year. I was like, nine? <laughs> Drake? <laughs> Drake. <laughs> I'm like, dang. Like, I know I keep saying I've been saying I'm old for years, and now that I'm actually old, I'm like <laughs> it hit different. <laughs> it hit different. Let me let me go ahead and start hanging out with my young friends a little bit more so I can steal some of their Gen Z energy. Oh no, you can have that. I'm gonna stay right with the millennials. I can't handle Just, Gen Z. I'm not ready. Gen Z. <laughs> Y'all cool or whatever, but... Don't cancel me. 
Y'all just think about a lot of things. and That's I what I'm saying. The capacity for y'all's brains. I know y'all re- re- reach this, uh, the more capacity, more. I'm fucking up on my words. Because they say you only use like a certain percentage of A little of percentage your of your brain. Yeah. Gen Z has unlocked the next percentage. It's probably all them drugs. No bullshit. It has to be. The drugs, they do them. Yeah. The Tide Pods, they ate them. They be functioning the too rules, though. So they break more power them. to y'all. I can't handle it. My brain can't handle it. And I'm okay with that though. Like I'm I'm excited because that means that y'all gonna, you know, push things forward. We got the whole world in our hands, you know, all of that. I have a question for you before we start in with the episode for real. Like when you're on video chat or Zoom calls. Where do you look? At myself. <laughs> okay, so I'm not just the only person that looks at themselves nope. the entire time. It's probably my slight narcissistic. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yes. I got to make but, sure I don't look crazy while I'm talking. For real, for real. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> and then, I don't know. I think because I actually look kind of cute today. Yeah. I, was, I just keep I would looking look at, at you myself. Too. Oh, thank you. That makes me feel really, really special that you say that. I got some fresh braids. My brows are on fleek. And can you believe that this is not foundation? Can you believe this is sunscreen? Yes, we love it. Ooh, what type? That it's it's by Elf. It's like a CC cream and it has SPF in it, but it also has some a little color, a little pigment. I wanted it, Rihanna to put SPF in her uh, cream, I guess, BB cream that she just came out with, but she didn't. Yeah, that's what I wanted. I'm like, let me skip a step and be able to have like, you know, radiant foundation, tinted moisturizer, CC cream, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know yeah. how they always put a new title on something, but yeah. And it's the same thing. <laughs> My whole face right now is drugstore because I wanted to yeah, yeah. see what I could do if I didn't use expensive products. And yeah, this is this is a cute little everyday look. I'm here for it. The girls like it. We like it. But yeah, so this is our podcast. We're back with another episode of Emotionally Unavailable. Welcome. Thanks Welcome. for coming to sip with us. We appreciate you. Are you sipping today or are you? No, I'm I'm going to sip this weekend, though. I'm going to a new wine bar. Ooh, that sounds amazing. I saw all your photos from the Bay, and I was just like, I love Girl, San Francisco. Girl, I ate well all weekend. Oh, my gosh. I love San Francisco so much. I was like, yo, I really just need to go back to the Bay at some point. But I'm sipping. I made a concoction with some fresh peach juice um did you squeeze it yourself i did i also put in a little casamigos and i also put in a little saint germain i'd not talked it with champagne with our theme today of so this is our poor play episode Mm -hmm. and we're talking about sexy sexy things all day can i just say i read a tweet the other day and they said Casamigos is like Viagra. To the dudes or to the, to to the, the males? To the males. Oh. To the men's. That's good to know. Yeah. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. 
I'm gonna just you know I think put that I would in like my back to pocket. Yeah, I'm like for research purposes. I research. feel like we both need to try that and, and then report come back, back and report back in the next or so the next few poor plays because yes. that could take a while. <laughs> You're right. I'm here it for take it. A while. I just. I don't know. I don't really drink like that anymore. This is the first time I've made a drink at home all year. And I will tell you that I feel like Casamigos go straight to lusty energy. Like, yeah, I feel like it goes straight to my pearl, to the lady parts. To the pearl. I stole that from one of my close friends. She she calls her lady parts her pearl. I think that's a running thing amongst the Southern women's. I think so, too. I'm like, is it because you Southern in country? She's from Rough Riley, too. Hey. Rough Riley. Rough Riley. <laughs> also, shout out to my dentist. My Invisalign is working. Okay. Yes. You we love to work. see it. We thriving. I will be answering text messages on a case-by-case basis. Period. Period, pooper. I mean, I kind of already do that. I don't know. Anyway, so like Toby said, this is our poor play episode takeover. And I'm excited because I like talking about the sexy things. And All the sexy things. Yeah. I guess we can go into our pop culture, just the sip. Exactly. Hmm. A lot has happened. We started uh, two weeks ago with Sweetie and Quaves, and we found out that he cheated and then gaslit her. So that was that was fun. And then we also found out that, you know, somebody told me or somebody was talking to me about how uh, the video of them in the elevator might have been staged. Maybe a little play on like the Beyonce, Jay Z, Solange mashup. (laughs) But um, honestly, I think that regardless of whether that elevator video was real or not, I think that in general, people pay too much attention to people's love lives who are celebrities. And I wish y'all would stop. Like, honestly, I think it's just an. It's just a tad bit annoying. Like this whole thing started them talking, uh, them and being in the news and stuff. It started because y'all saw that one of them unfollowed the other. And I think that's just a little bit stalkerish. Why are y'all checking people followers? It's really weird. How do you even see? (laughs) How do you You, even see? They literally have to go to the, the profile, person's profile and then search look at their them. followers and search the name there's like four steps too many that's a lot guys i just want y'all to um pay attention to your own love lives because the divorce rate is still spiking we're still not getting to know people before we uh bed them get or get married or even get in a relationship procreate with them procreate procreate you're not even (laughs) learning people's last names (laughs) before you procreate i get it accidents happen but 
you're bringing children into the world with people Whole you children. don't even know. You don't know them. How do you know? How do you do that? Can't relate. I cannot <laughs> relate and won't ever be able to. I'm not Won't doing ever it. be. Let me tell you something. Okay. May the strength of my birth control be <laughs> as strong. Okay. As strong. Strong. As it can be. Okay. Strength in me? numbers. You feel me? That should, you know, that should be the, um, that should be what they say about birth control. Birth control, strength in numbers. <laughs> I can't. You, you need marketing join the birth ads control team. people. <laughs> Call me. Oh, I Jesus got you. Christ. Nobody knows what that means. It's provocative. It gets, it gets a fertility going. company I follow just put out, um, a prenatal vitamin and i just feel like they would do better to put out birth control a birth control pill but that's just me product development if you want to hit me up honestly i do this i do this shit hit me up for product development yeah i'm thinking you know that some people take prenatal vitamins when to they grow their hair. Oh. That too, but when they what? want to get pregnant. Is that a thing? As well, yes. How does that it's work? apparently a thing. I have no idea. It's just an increase in vitamins. Right, but apparently it gets your body prepared as you continue oh. to get bust down like Tatiana. Okay. I just, it's to, like, I don't know, man. I was about to say something so ignorant. Planned pregnancy seemed like a lot of work. Um, it is. Oh my god, I'm ovulating right You're now. You're ovulating, to, no. okay? And then you, it's like I just think of Charlotte every time from Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. That's all I think of. That's what I think of every single time. And it's like, actually, I don't want to do all that. I don't. I just if you know if I ever decide to have children with someone that I'm married to, like I don't want to have to go through the process of like trying to plan with ovulation no we just gonna leave it up to chance at this point yeah because we gonna have it stresses me out to me i'm like wouldn't you want to plan your finances rather than like i don't know i feel like that is missing in the conversation sometimes when i see people talking about their planning pregnancy and maybe that's not everybody maybe i've just seen social media perhaps nah it's everybody the girls be having kids that they can't afford and then expecting you the single friend to cover shit for the kid. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. I'm going <laughs> to spoil your kid. I'll spoil I'm going to spoil babies. your kid because I want to. Not because you telling me I need to do something for them. Yeah. I think that's a running theme in my life. Is it really? I'm so sorry. Because my... my we don't do that. My running theme is that I like to do things because I want to. Not because you oh. tell me. I thought you were saying it's a running no. theme for your friends to ask you to take care of Girl, things my, for their kids. Have you met my, my other friends? They barely got kids. Only one yeah. of my close friends has a child, and that child is Same. the most beautiful child I've ever seen. I feel that. Exactly. Hi, Imani. You can't hear this. I love this, my God, you're baby. You're so cute. Exactly. So it's like, you know, I'm not really trying to... The only thing that I want to be super planned is finances. Like, we need to be financially prepared if we're going to bring a child into this earth. 
which yeah you know how i feel about children they if are I mad ever, expensive they're mad expensive and so am i so it's like I, I'm you mean hella to tell me. expensive that's what i'm saying <laughs> so, i'll be I'm looking at expensive. their bill i'll be looking at the bills of babies and i'll be looking at my bills and i'm like ooh. and I, when i say bills i mean like luxury things that i want <laughs> exactly. and it's ridiculous I don't understand. You know, I want the things, but okay. So I mm-hmm. think what else happened other than Derek Jackson cheating on his wife and yeah. then the wife praying and saying no weapon form against them shall prosper, but her husband's dick is the weapon. Well, I feel I like mean, that pretty much covers it. <laughs> the funniest thing, and I know I it. shouldn't have laughed. I shouldn't have laughed about it, but when she called... Her bonnet, a helmet, Lord, a helmet salvation. of salvation, Jesus. And I was like, I saw, I saw <laughs> those tweets before I saw people, before I saw like the videos or anything. And I was like, what in the hell are y'all talking about? She said, she called that thing a helmet of salvation. And then I called, I called it. I was just like, she's crazy. Then I was on Twitter perusing, and this girl called um, her pillow a pillow of protection. I was just like, I mean, it she is. had the silk pillowcase. Yeah, my silk pillowcase be like, pulling through. I can't. I just really cannot. Like, I feel like this goes back to the age old tweet that I saw that I will never forget. That was like. I love dating a church girl. I cheat on her. We pray. She she blamed the devil. Hmm. It was like this dude, he was like, I love dating church women. I cheat. Hmm. She blamed the devil. We pray. Y'all got to stop blaming the devil for everything. That's it's not healthy. Ooh, we can, I mean, speaking of the devil... Yeah, um, one little Nas X was twerking on the devil, and I just thought that Hold that video dance. was hilarious. Oh my god! You know he's a troll, so I think everybody is. <laughs> everybody gets so up in arms about some of the things that he does, and you have to realize that his aim is to spark a bunch of conversation. Yeah. He is a troll, so I don't take anything that he says seriously. I don't even think we really even know the real Lil Nas X. He's I don't a think troll so either. He literally was a barb before he got famous. And we all know that the barbs are not nobody that you need to be messing with, okay? <laughs> they come in throws. They come in numbers. Strength in I numbers, think, the barbs. I'm sure that in regular life, he's fine. He's chill. I just think that his celebrity persona, it just be cracking me up because people get so upset. He is so controversial. <laughs> down to some shoes with a drop of blood in them i'm dead i can't and i wanted to know who blood they use for them shoes probably his like, huh wouldn't it be his i feel like that would be good marketing. i don't think it was his but either way that's weird and the fact that <laughs> i think it's funny i think it's all jokes at this point i really think that there was 666 pairs of those shoes and he bought them <laughs> <laughs> just because oh god just because so then he can be like we sold out in seven minutes yeah because you bought them you bought them all mm. but yeah 
I don't I think, think we have much else. I'm scrolling through our Twitter. Yeah, that's basically everything that happened. Yeah. We can talk about us now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we forgot to talk about Versus. Um, oh, Ronald Isley yes. still, all these decades later, gets the panties wet. And that's all I really have to say about it. I just, it's crazy <laughs> to me how he has so much swag. That's a timeless that man. That is a timeless man. First of all, just some, oh my gosh. I wish that Lori Harvey would have came and collected her daddy. Because he <sighs> yeah. was talking way too much for me. <laughs> Your Morehouse brother, tell him to come get his dad because his dad I'm was dead. talking too much. Uh-uh, we don't mess with him since uh, Aquagate. I, I know, Aquagate. <laughs> that is legendary. You know it's bad when I went to tea and I even know about that. Goodness gracious, what a scammer. <laughs> he scammed y'all. It's sad. He scammed them. I was not you- present. <laughs> I had no parts. <laughs> You said I would very much like to be removed from this narrative. narrative. I was not scammed. But the other girls, they were scammed. scammed. Okay. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So Earth Wind and Fire, they have so many like countless hits that I didn't realize that I loved until versus. And I think that's the power of versus. Like it reminds you of some of the best music that you typically would listen to, but you just haven't in a while. So I can't wait for to actually dive deep into that playlist because my goodness, the reasons. Mm. It was it was amazing. The only thing that I did not like is how much Steve Harvey kept telling us stories that we didn't want to hear. <laughs> Ooh, he was in his old man bag. I forget how old he is until moments like that. I was yeah, like, Mr. Hot Tower, if you don't shut up, oh, I'm Lord, so tired of throwback. <laughs> like I cannot. Okay. But let me tell you something. That's that that suit he had on though. That suit. He was sharp. He sure he was, was putting on for the bros. Exactly. He was as sharp as a number two pencil on a standardized test day. Okay. Okay. He put it on. Okay. He said, Y'all gonna know me. Okay. Shining. <laughs> He is famous for his suits. But remember when he used to wear the big bulky ones yes. that weren't tailored, right? And, and he was known then for suits. Suit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Everybody said even that's had, the style to follow. Yes. I, I think they even had like a collection. I think he had a collection that was at one of those. Yeah, like that's what I was thinking of. Men warehouse places mm-hmm. where they go get suits. If you get your suit from the men's warehouse men's in warehouse. 2021 of our, in our Lord and you, you don't get it, get it tailored. You live in. Oh. And you don't get it tailored. Man, that's another that's another topic, man. I don't think men. Because you can make something work. Just You can make anything work with a great tailor and some bomb-ass shoes. Period. I don't think a lot of people realize that, though. Men and women and in between. I think people Let be like, what's a tailor? What's an iron? <laughs> what's a steamer? What's a steamer? <laughs> Just put it in the shower for a few minutes. <laughs> Girl, if you don't... <laughs> Let me tell you something. There's nothing that grinds my gears more than wrinkled clothing. Like, did you try? Really? Oh, I be stepping out with the wrinkles. But 
but is the wrinkle over near your butt though? Because if it's near your butt, ain't nobody looking at the wrinkle. No. No. Are you sure? Have you seen your ass? They're not looking at the wrinkle. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Y'all, Toby likes to pretend like she don't have a nice butt, but she does. So I'll this is a poor play episode. We're being honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be honest. <laughs> In two yeah, ways. I think the, I didn't realize that he was still married to the girl from... Is it J J S? The girls that sing Ice Cream. Yeah. He got married to one of them. I didn't realize they were still together after all these yeah. years. Shout outs to her. Yeah, she been she been taking care of things. Mm-hmm. Cause she got her silver fox. Mm-hmm. And okay. she, I mean, he said I saw one of my friends had posted about how he was like real sick a few years ago when I guess he had last done a big performance. And now he looks better. He probably got some stamina and stuff again. She revamped. Mm -hmm. We love to see it. We love to see it. I think other than that, I was going to say, I really hope that DMX pulls through. Yeah. um, Sending all the positive vibes to him. When I saw that news, I was like, no, not DMX. He's just so wholesome to me. Like, yeah. He's just always been so wholesome to me. I've always wanted like the best for him, for him to knock, you know, the addiction, which is an illness for those who like mm-hmm. to be judgmental to other people. Addiction is an illness, like, and it should be treated as an illness and not as a criminal offense. Yeah. So, so our next segment, Jinx kinda, knock on wood. <laughs> we kind of did uncorked already. I feel like. Yeah, we did. There's we a did. lot of mess that happened. <laughs> We did. We did uncorked already. Um, so, sip happens. What's happening with you, shorty? Oh, child. Um, I'm moving. Yes. On to bigger and better and greater cities. I know. I'm so excited. I know I said it with a straight face like them <laughs> girls in Calabasas, but I promise I'm excited. Ooh. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm one of them. I don't be showing my excitement. <laughs> you know, this this is you. I am so excited. I cannot contain my excitement. Oh my I am so excited about the future and everything uh, that it holds. It's so oh, exciting. It's so exciting. You don't know that I'm actually really happy right now and I'm bursting with joy. Oh, you can't, can't you tell. tell? <laughs> Luckily, I know Toby well enough now to know that (laughs) when you say you're excited, you're excited. You just don't look it. It just be like that. I strive to be that unbothered. I am very like (laughs) you can read how I feel on my face. My face tells all. My face will tell the story before I even start talking. I don't want to be that expressive. You know, (laughs) You feel me? Like, yes. Either way. But yeah, I'm moving on to bigger and better things. I'm excited about this move. This has been a long time coming. It's been on my my list, my bucket list of things that I've wanted to do since I was 18 years old. So I'm happy to be in a position to make that happen and to be where I want to be and not where someone else wants me to be. Mm -hmm. There's something revolutionary about that. 
and I'm excited for what's to come. I think that's pretty much the only thing that's, you know, going on in my life at this Ooh. current moment, you know. It's big things, big things popping. Yeah. You know, I'm excited. I'm trying to enjoy my last little stint of my days in Austin before I turn the page on this very unique journey. Um, Very unique. And I'm excited about getting the fuck. (laughs) ASAP. ASAP. (laughs) Rocky. (laughs) yeah so i think um yeah that's that's pretty much it what's going on with you miss i'm about to be a graduate three degrees hotter two degrees hotter exactly actually yeah three Three. so is it three degrees i'm about to be two degrees hotter but i'm gonna be three degrees stand i don't know (laughs) i say three because you're gonna have three degrees right you gonna have to help me with the instagram caption of course you know me everyone's local instagram marketing manager for their captions (laughs) even though i don't ever post on my (laughs) it's hard to post these days i'm competing with sweetie and quavo fighting in an elevator so (laughs) No, but for real, um, yes, it's graduation season, and I couldn't be more ecstatic. <laughs> like, honestly, so ready, just like you, to get the fuck ASAP. ASAP. <laughs> and it's like, I know y'all like, y'all ain't ever on time with y'all uploads. Y'all just, it's because Toby in school and I be busy. Okay? We lead, we lead full lives people very full lives but now toby is still gonna be busy but not as busy because not of as oh i am taking off the cloak of multiple responsibilities i'm mm-hmm. passing it to whoever needs it next but it's not for me anymore i am practicing boundaries so that i can Truly. have a more full life and that my life is not dictated by work for so real, coming soon your girl about to be living her best life period. no really and will exactly. and will and will and as a result y'all are going to have an amazing podcast yeah it's gonna be great we love to see it it's gonna be great we have a lot of amazing things that are happening in the background for the show and i'm excited to see how things continue to grow for sure i'm excited to see my girl be a graduate yes it's yes lit. It's going to be virtual, but you know what? That's okay. You know, the vibes won't be, though. Period. You right. <laughs> Whatever that means. It gets people going. The vibes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just say something. You're like, that makes no sense, but, but I'm just going to go with it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It but works. Yeah, that's pretty much all that's going on in my life. I'll probably be rolling out of here soon, too. I don't know. I'm still working out a few details, minor details. But, you know, I'm ready to live my life abundantly. I'm ready for hot girl summer. I heard that um, Mr. Gavin up there in Sacramento is about to make some things shake. We're about to be open. By June, mm. by mid June, by Father's Day, it's about to be a movie. I have. I been might make somebody California a father. A Just kidding. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to stop putting that energy out here. 
Like, this is supposed to be the poor play episode takeover where we're talking about relationships and sex a, a little bit. And you over here talking about pregnancy. <laughs> no, you're not. That's not the vibe. <laughs> pregnant. That's not the vibe that, that goes against everything Hot Girl Summer is about. Does it? Because Meg it said that. We're not trying to get pregnant. Hot Girl Summer <laughs> is when you go out and you do hot girl shit, right? Right. But after you do your hot girl shit, okay, you call come up pick baby. me up though. Baby, but come, come pick get me. me. Come get me. Come get me. Come get me. Come get me. Exactly. That's how I'm coming. Listen, like understood. I'm trying to do I'm trying to do my hot girl stuff. I'm trying to be on my hot girl, but come get me after. Because I'm a hot girl. I do hot Exactly. Shit. Exactly. Exactly. So that's how we. That's how it is. It's nothing more fun than going to a day party or, or brunch with your girls, getting sloshed, okay, slitty, slitty, and then getting clapped. Mm, that's a Period. word. I can't wait. You know, <laughs> you know, we vaxxed, we waxed, vaxxed and waxed. We ready to go. What's good? Oh it's my hot girl God. summer. Okay, COVID not holding us back. What and you thought won't, it was. And won't. And won't. And won't. <laughs> we're done. I think that this is gonna like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> we're done. I don't this episode. I know anybody who started this episode and you're just like, what the hell? I promise this episode gets serious and gets, you know, pretty good at some point. It's yeah. just not right now. Keep going. Keep going. Don't stop. Get we it. We got some good. It good content for our wind down so with that being said here y'all go i'm so excited we have dr canary here on the show with us thank you so much for having me yeah so we're gonna just let you introduce yourself and tell us more about you and what you do Absolutely. So hello, everyone. I am Dr. Canary. I am a certified sex therapist, as well as a psychiatrist. Um, And so I am founder of Mind Body Sex, where I combine uh, sex therapy as well as mental health um, together. And I help my patients become whole. I help them heal. from their past traumas, I pretty much do it all. Anything dealing with um, psychiatry, mental health, and sex therapy is what I specialize in. Okay. Wow, that is so important. That no, is so for important. Real. I'm like, so hey, when what's we your, what's your hourly? I know. I'm like, <laughs> girl. I'm like, I might need to see you. Okay. Um. So I guess we can just start off with just the. First, like high level question, what is a sex therapist? Because like I have a vision of what I think a sex therapist is, but I don't think I quite know, to be honest. (laughs) You know what? Most people don't know. Um, A lot of people think that a sex therapist is like just someone that teaches them Karma Sutra and I'm teaching sex positions all day. That's the main thing. People are always like, oh, so you teach Karma Sutra all day. And it's like, not quite. Um, So what we do as sex therapy, it's a specialized type of psychotherapy. Um, the general term for treating mental health problems by talking with a mental health professional. Um, so through sex therapy, you can address concerns about sexual dysfunction, uh, your sexual feelings, intimacy, and that's individual. I do individual therapy or even couples. Um, 
And so pretty much we start from the beginning. We talk about any past trauma that you might have had, whether that's involving you know, sexual abuse or just trauma in general, because life, as we know, is trauma within itself. Um, we start at the very beginning and then we just work our way through your history. So I combined not only um, teaching people about intimacy and romance, and I do Karma Sutra as well. We do teach about Karma Sutra, fellatio, all that good stuff, the fun stuff. But I really like to dig deep because honestly, sex is more than just physical. It really is mental as well. And if your mind is not right, your sex is not going to be right. That's real. That is whew, a word. So like how do patients <laughs> engage with a sex therapist? Like, okay, let's say I decide that I need to see a sex therapist. Mm-hmm. I make an appointment. Like how do, how do patients engage with you? I guess that first initial appointment can be kind of awkward for anyone, especially in therapy. The first couple of mm-hmm. sessions are always awkward. Um, but particularly with yes. sex therapy, how do patients engage with you? So typically, actually, honestly, I feel like a lot of times the first appointment is the most fun. I tell people, you know, therapy, you're, you're learning, but it's it's like you you get to speak to someone that is non-judgmental because, you know, sometimes we see our friends and our family members as our therapists, but we don't always tell them 100% the truth because even though they're our friends, we still feel like there's a level of judgment there. Um, and so I always encourage people to seek therapy because your therapist is a non-judgment zone. We've heard it all. I've heard the craziest stories of the craziest story. There's nothing anymore that can surprise me because I've been doing this for so long. So the first appointment is typically people are usually very anxious um, because they don't know how it goes. But the first appointment is the easiest and the most fun, I say, because you're getting to learn me, my qualifications. We're, we're just trying to see if we're a good fit. So it's not about, we're not speaking in the trauma or anything like that. So it's really nothing uncomfortable. You're just stating why you're there, why you want to do therapy. And I'm telling you, you know, how I can benefit you and how I can assist you. So um, typically the sessions only last anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. And the first session is just us getting to know each other, seeing if we buy. Because a good therapist, a good psychiatrist, a good psychologist we want to make sure that we have actually a connection with our patients on some sort of level. Yeah, that's that's super important. And I guess going into once you start seeing patients, I'm sure they ask this question. I'm sure this question comes up. But for me, I just wanted to know what does a healthy sexual relationship even look like? Like, that I is guess, is there a question. definition for that or like? Absolutely. Um, So that is what we try and teach. That's something that we want. Everyone should aspire to have a good um, sexual relationship. And what that is, is a feeling of safety, um, connection, affirmation occur in a healthy sexual relationship. You guys are feeding each other. Um, and I, I'm not feeding, I mean, you can't feed each other literally, but when I speak of feeding each other, I mean, mentally and physically and vibing. Um, so it may take some time to move away from those feelings of, you know, danger and disconnection and shame, but a healthy sexual relationship is patience, is perseverance. It's, um, just really connecting on a deeper level. You're feeling emotionally and physical sensations, uh, creativity and passions are rediscovered. So you should feel energized. 
you should feel refreshed from a healthy sexual relationship. You should not feel drained. If you're feeling drained in your relationship, then there are some things that your relationship needs to work on because relationships have their ups and downs and periods of times you might feel, you know, that you're going through a rocky period. But overall, your relationship should not drain you and suck the life out of you. Mm. Yeah, that's super important. Wow. Okay, now I know why me and my ex are not together. For real. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> For real. Okay, so I guess one question after that is, so a healthy sexual relationship, right? In the traditional way, a lot of people may view that as just being monogamous. Is it limited mm-hmm. to monogamy? You know what? It, it's so funny because um, I get a lot of questions about mo- monogamy and um, polyamorous relationships with just more than one partner. And I tell everybody, you have to do what works for you. At the end of the day, um, as human beings, and people hate when I say this, but it's true. If you look at scientifically, it's really actually hard for humans to be monogamous. So we're the only animals in the animal kingdom that try and force monogamy on ourselves. And there's a great um, show on Netflix called Explained. Um, and it's, I think the show is called yes. Monogamy. And yeah. they break this down. And I tell people, watch it because it just, it gives you it gives you something, a different perspective, a fresh perspective. And I'm not saying that everyone should be out here having sexual relationships with whoever, but that's actually not what poly relationships are if you do your research. So, you know, ethically, um, ethical non-monogamy is a broad term that en- encompasses any form of relationship, whether romantic or sexual, that doesn't take the form of an exclusive monogamous relationship between two people. So unlike swinging or casual sex, consensual non-monogamy is typically a long-term lifestyle with committed partners that has its own set of rules. In any relationship, whether monogamous or poly, you have to have rules. And I actually work with a lot of poly couples and it works well for them. I've seen two men and a woman. I've seen two women and a man, and it was very healthy. So some people might uh, practice polyamorous relationships and have multiple steady partners at once. Um, and that just works for them because they still have rules. They still have boundaries. So, and what I've realized is consensual non-monogamy is on the rise. Like research shows now that one in five people engage of some form of sensual non-monogamy. And that includes to specify um, polyamorous relationships, which is different than open relationships. Now, everyone thinks that that's the same, but it's totally different. Swinging is different. So polyamory, open relationships, and swingies are actually three different things that are all different. And, you know, it works for some people. So you have to do, at the end of the day, you have to do what works for you. Realize that you are a human being. You're not, it's okay if you're not attracted to just one person. If you're attracted to multiple people and maybe you want multiple partners or maybe you don't act on that attraction and that's fine as well. But I tell people, as long as you're open and you're honest, and I think that's what people that cheat, that's their problem. They can't be open and honest. They feel like they'll be shunned if they want two girlfriends by their family or whoever society. But you're going to get caught because most people get caught when they cheat, especially men. They're terrible at cheating. Women are the best cheaters, honestly. That's what I think. Very much so. I think so, too. (laughs) Men men are always getting caught. Like, we see it. It's It's hard to keep. It's sloppy. And I think it's because they don't plan ahead. 
<laughs> or I'm like, or maybe oh. they don't care. Maybe they because they know there's no real repercussions right. for In them society. cheating. So they're just yeah. gonna do it. Cause it's like how many times have we seen somebody in 4K just out here living their life like they don't have a significant other? Like we know this yep. to be true. I guess yes. so one question that comes up for me, like, what is the stigma? for ethically non-monogamous relationships and why? Do you think it's more of like a traditional thing where um, we're pretty much indoctrinated to think that marriage or relationships should be between two people? Or do you see that kind of evolving with, you know, our generation and generations after us? Yeah, so it's funny because, you know, as we know, infidelity is not rare, nor is it new. Um, You know, while monogamy is honestly starting to become, I feel like, rare in a lot of sense. It's rare in the animal kingdom because most animals don't practice monogamy. We're like the only ones. And I think the bobo monkey. But um, what I've noticed is I think the reason why um, there tends to be this stigma is because, honestly, people are uneducated. Um, People don't do their research. They're listening to what they see on social media. Um, I remember there was a huge uproar when Jada Pinkett and Will Smith um, had that whole, um, I don't know if they're in an open relationship, Polly, I don't know what they're doing, but they had that whole uproar about their relationship with August Alcina. And it, and it was interesting because, you know, you had people team Jada, people team August Alcina, people team Will Smith. But I'm like, why y'all so concerned? Like, that's what works for their marriage. And Will and Jada are still together, you know, so... The stigma around it is because people don't educate themselves and they worry too much about what other people are doing in their relationship. Focus on your own relationship. Focus on what you want and what's going to make you happy at the end of the day. And are you respecting whatever you do choose? Are you respecting your partner? And a lot of it, I feel like, does, at least in the black community, has to do with how we were raised, Um, especially if you were raised in the church. You know, there's just a ton of things with being raised in the church and religion and, you know, the things that they say we should do and shouldn't do. Um, But I think at the end of the day, the most important thing is whatever you decide to do is just to educate yourself on the decision that you're making. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes total sense. I think on the opposite spectrum, when we talk about cheating, is there a definition for what cheating or infidelity is? And if so, is it specific? Is there a hierarchy? So like cheating in my romantic partnership versus cheating in a marriage? Right. And so that's one of the things I always tell people, there's definitely a definition, but I feel like it has to be you and your partner have to decide what your definition is. Because what I might see as cheating, you might not see as cheating. So, you know, I deal with some clients that they don't even want their partner looking at another woman or man. They think that's cheating because, oh, well, it's bringing lust. And while I think that that, that's a bit much um, because we all have eyes and we can see if somebody's good looking or not, um, you know, that is their definition. But cheating is one of those things that we all think we know the definition of. um, But it takes asking people, you know, what their definition of cheating to really figure it out. So, you know, most of us will agree that having sex with somebody without your partner knowing is cheating, especially if you're supposed to be in a monogamous relationship. But I always say you and your partner need to have that conversation. If you have an agreement with your partner that your relationship is monogamous and you have an emotional and or sexual affair with someone else, then you are 
then you're violating your agreement with your partner. Um, if you feel that, you know, your partner, maybe it's not sexual because cheating can be emotional as well. They have an emotional connection with someone um, and you don't know about that emotional connection or you aren't comfortable with that emotional connection, then that could be cheating. So it's so important that when you get in a relationship to discuss cheating and what is you guys' definition of cheating? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, to your point, I actually saw this video. It goes viral every year on Twitter. And it's of this couple literally getting into an argument on an airplane because he checked out some girl in the airport. like, And she literally takes a MacBook and throws it at the back of his head. Oh, you gotta send me that video. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, and they're like arguing, like full argue. Like the pilot came out of the cockpit and was like, "Okay, ma'am, you gotta go. You're being charged with assault. Like you're doing too yeah, much." Yeah, that's too much. And and I, now this is the thing. I can. I've seen men. I don't think there's anything wrong with men or women just glancing. Like I said, we are very sexual creatures. You're gonna be attracted who you're attracted to. So there's a difference between just a quick little baby glance. And then there's a difference between staring somebody down with lustfulness, like mm-hmm. you can see through their clothes with your eyes. Yeah. So it might have, maybe he was doing that. But um, I mean, that's something that, yeah, that you just got to speak to your partner about. Because at the end of the day, um, I think we all look, even if we're in a relationship, we're just, I mean, people are attractive. There's attractive people everywhere. There's billions of people in this world, in this earth. So, you know, but I think that if you're respectful of your relationship, there's a difference between staring and gawking at somebody and just doing a quick little glance. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Okay. So I have asked this question several times to several people and I just, I want to hear your take on it. Why do you think people cheat? Is there a singular reason? Mm -hmm. And why do they choose to walk out on their relationships as opposed to seek out partnerships that allow the fluidity that they clearly want or seek? That is such a good question. Um, honestly, this is the thing. I can tell you what I've seen in therapy, um, but I think there's so many multitude of reasons as to why people cheat. Um, because I've seen some men that were with women that they rave about. You know, that they're so happy with, oh, I love my wife. I love my girlfriend. She's so perfect. She's intelligent. She's beautiful. She's this, that, da, 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 da. And then they still cheat. And we've seen it with women. Beyonce got cheated on. So it's like, if Beyonce can get cheated on, hell, I can get cheated on. We can all get cheated on, you know, because exactly. we always see Beyonce as this epitome of perfection. Um, but my thing is everyone is going to have different reasons as to why they cheat. And that depends on the the male or the female. And like I tell people, you can't stop someone from cheating. They have to not want to cheat. And that's in any relationship with men, with women. They just have to be happy with themselves. And some people that cheat, they're unhappy with themselves. And sometimes cheating is not even about, I think as women, we think that there's something wrong with us. Like I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't intelligent enough. My body isn't perfect. But a lot of times, from what I've seen in therapy is a lot of men, they're going through so much, you know, especially as black males are beaten down in society, you know, it's just so many things going on in the world. And 
for them, sometimes that is an outlet and it's not correct. I wouldn't recommend doing it if you and your partner agreed on monogamy, but that's just how some people feel. They feel like it's an outlet. They feel like they don't want to bring their troubles to the person that they love. And there's an outside affluence, you know. And so, you know, sometimes it's just opportunity. Some people see an opportunity and they want to take it, you know. And with a lot of men, I realize it's really not that deeply thought out. Like men, they they just meet a woman that they're attracted to sexually. And it's just like, well, the, the opportunity was there. And then some men, they're like, well, I was missing certain things at home. My wife doesn't do this. She doesn't do that. And it's like, well, did you even have a conversation with her about it? And I've realized a lot of couples don't. They're almost scared to be open and honest and really communicate. And not only just communicate, but communicate with comprehension, because there's a difference. You can communicate with somebody all day long, but if they're not really comprehending what they're saying, um, then that's going to be a problem. So there's men just wanting variety. The top excuses that I've heard um, for a lot of men and women, I'm saying men and women, sexual desire, wanting variety, um, low self-esteem. They weren't getting emotional support at home. Uh, their partner had cheated. I had a couple men and women that they had been cheated on. And they was like, you know what? I'm going to cheat because my partner cheat, which is never a good reason. Just leave the relationship if you feel like you got to do all that. But those are probably the top reasons. Yeah, that makes a Ooh. lot of sense. To, I guess the whole, yeah, that whole right. two can play that game. I was going to exactly say, you know, our generation, my head we like to say, oh, that. we just match in energy. People love to say that. <laughs> And I hate, you know what? I, I don't like that. I don't believe, I don't believe, and I, and I used to believe in it, but the more I got into my profession and doing um, psychiatry, I do not believe in matching energy because if you match energy, now some days you got to do it. I'm not going to lie. Some days, you know, people got to be put in their place. I'm all for that. Um, especially as a black woman, you know, we can't just keep right. letting everything fly. Like sometimes you have to professionally and adequately intelligently put people in their place. But I don't believe in matching energy because if you continuously match negative energy, you are going to become a negative person. It's going to suck the good energy out of you and you're going to end up depressed, yes. anxious and all that stuff. So don't match energy. I know y'all hear that on Instagram. We're going to match energy. It's not cute. Um, don't do it because eventually it is going to take a toll on your well-being. Yeah. And stop waking up and choosing <laughs> violence. And by that, and I'm I was going to say, listen now. I was going to say, I got to tell myself that too. Because sometimes I choose violence every day. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I do. That's why she made that face because she knows she sits at the front row of some of my moments where I choose violence. Girl, <laughs> you know what? But I think that's a part of just being a human being is. You have that side of you where some days you're going to be Erica Badu and you're just going to have your sage. And then some days you're going to be Cardi B where you just got to cut somebody out because they deserve it. But, you know, and that's, I think, what's funny about growth when you're growing as a person and you're going to go through these moments. Even myself, knowing, having the knowledge that I know I'm still human and I do choose violence sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I be thinking about karate chopping people in the all the time. I'm working through it. God's working on me. <laughs> uh, he girl he's working on us all <laughs> um, with that cheating uh just overview that you just gave which was really helpful and kind of set in the scene um 
we were talking about Derek Jackson a little bit earlier, but I wanted to bring him back up because it's a huge situation that, you know, has been fueled a lot by social media, but also by just his infidelity. And so, you know, he's a self-proclaimed relationship guru and he leads the Black Men Don't Cheat movement, which is really an interesting, you know, little movement. I thought it started as a joke and then people started taking it seriously or whatever. Um, but he was outed as being a hypocrite. Girl, they bought shirts. I, listen, they have hats. I have a... Never mind. We're going to get into that later. <laughs> but... Um, you have a hat. Don't tell me you have a hat. No, you a have black, a hat that say black women says, don't yeah, cheat. Yes, I do. But it was when my classmates made it. It wasn't from the actual movement. It was a joke. <laughs> I'm judging you. Okay, continue. So basically, he stepped outside his marriage. And then he decided to sit there with his wife and grab her hand very tightly as social media has analyzed and say that, um, you know, he deserves to be held accountable and that he's basically putting himself on social media trial or whatever. So I'm just wondering, like, why is it that our society is obsessed with infidelity? And also in this social media age, why are we so obsessed with, like, letting people let other people know what's happening? Or, you know, like, why is it our business to know what's happening between their marriage? Absolutely. Um, man, I, I haven't watched all of his videos. Actually, I haven't really seen any of his videos. Um, so this was my first real introduction to him with a video with him and his wife. And I couldn't even watch all of it because I was I was angry and disheart, disheartened by the situation. And I was really sad for her because it was almost like she was like in a cult. Like she was just... She looked like an empty shell. You know, mm -hmm. she was just there. She looked like she was beaten down. Um, and we can talk about her appearance and laugh at her appearance all we want. But we know when somebody's dealing with depression. And she definitely looked like she was dealing with depression because no woman wants to go in front of millions of people and just not even have their hair together. Like nothing was together. No outfit. I mean, she just looked like she just rolled out of bed and was like, okay, I'll do this video. Um and so social media, I feel like, has an influence on a lot of people and how they live their lives. And social media has kind of normalized infidelity. And it's not okay. Mm -hmm. Because even within talking about polyamorous relationships and open relationships, people always have that tug of war. Well, is it cheating or is it not? To me, it's not cheating. If your partner is aware and you all have collectively, and I say collectively, decided that this is okay for your relationship. Cheating is when you have to lie. Cheating is when you have to hide. Cheating is when you go behind somebody's back and do things that, they, that they're not aware of. And if somebody else was to tell them, they're going to be hurt. So that is the difference between having an open relationship and being swingers in a polyamorous relationship versus a monogamous relationship. Because if you decide on monogamy, then you should not be cheating. You should not be doing things outside of what you all have decided and I just think that, you know, social media has kind of, you, you'll hear people on social media say, well, girl, every man going to cheat and, you know, just something that you're going to have to deal with. No, I, I honestly, I disagree with that. I do not think that every male cheats. 
Uh, I think that everybody has the capability of cheating, but I don't feel that every man cheats or wants to cheat for that matter. And so, you know, infidelity has only become normalized behavior because we have allowed it to. And it's almost like as women, we have been like, you know what? Well, I can't find a man that's not going to cheat. So I'm just going to deal with, you know, somebody that cheats occasionally and, and hides it or, you know, whatever the case may be. And that is your right to do that if that's what you want. But my thing is, if it's not what you want, then do not settle. Because at that point, if you're not okay with your man hiding and doing certain behaviors, then you should say that. Like, if you do these things, these are the consequences. I will not stand for X, Y, and Z. I want a monogamous relationship. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it boils down to just boundaries and feeling comfortable and confident to enforce your boundaries and advocate for what what it is that you want. But I think for me, one thing that really annoyed me about the whole issue with him and her was that everybody was blaming her and making fun of her appearance to your point. And I see this happen in a lot of instances where people are cheated on. They immediately look at the wife or the girlfriend in in instances where it's a man and they come up with reasons why he cheated almost to normalize the behavior as opposed to just saying no that is a decision that he made that's a decision that that person conscientiously decided that that's what they wanted to do it has nothing to do with their partner what their Mm -hmm. partner looks like what their partner does it's easy to Mm -hmm. cast blame on someone else as opposed to take taking personal accountability and just saying hey i did it because i wanted to Yep. And my thing is, is, and that's where just being honest with yourself, because one thing about that situation um, that I was listening to was uh, one of the women was saying how, um, you know, he's very attracted to women dressing sexy and um, certain things like that. And my thing is, as men and women, if you know that you're attracted to something, then go after that. I feel like a lot of times because certain people in the spotlight, like, oh, well, I have to have this type of man that dresses like this, that looks like this. If that's not what you want, that's not what you want. Be honest and open with yourself. And if you like men that walk around wearing Speedos all day and not a suit, then that's just what you like. So my thing is go after what you want and what you like. Because I feel like too many times in society, we repress what we truly want. And there's all different types of men and women out there. So you can find the person that you're looking for. It just might take some patience, but you can find what you're looking for. Right, right. I think that's a great point because I've seen on several occasions where like somebody will be messing with a certain type of person on the low, but their public facing partner looks and acts completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And I just feel like keep that same energy. Like mm-hmm. if you you like what you like, stand in your truth. I'd rather someone stand in their truth because the truth will catch up with you. How many times always, have we seen every time business men and women, politicians, mm-hmm. anyone public facing, they have always been called out, almost always have been called out on their crap when they're doing something they have no business doing. It just happened earlier right. this week with one of those Republican. I'm not going to say his name because, you, you know, I don't believe in giving the devil any shine, but that man in Florida. <laughs> oh yes 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 yeah. i remember that yeah yeah and i'm you just like 
it happens every single time. Like anytime you're doing something in the dark, it comes to the light. So I just don't understand mm-hmm. why people don't feel confident enough. to. Just and my thing is, if you let's say you want your woman to be a businesswoman in public and a freak in the sheets, express that. And that's OK, too, because I feel like as women, that's important for us to still. If you love your man, you're committed to your man. He's been committed to you and doing things that he should as your man. There's nothing wrong with being freaky with your man. So my thing is, is if that's what you like, be vocal. And I feel like a lot of men and women feel like they can't be vocal about what they truly like because they'll come to me and they'll say, oh, well, I want my girlfriend, I want my wife to do this in the bedroom. And my first question is always, well, did you ask her? And they're always like, oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, you didn't. You didn't think (laughs) to ask her. Or you didn't think to ask him because they're scared. You know, I have women scared to bring toys into the bedroom because they don't want it to damage their man's masculinity, quote unquote. And then you have men that want to try anal or threesome, but then they're, you know, they're worried about X, Y, and Z, or they want to try a new position or they're scared if they get too freaky and might run her away. And it's like, so you rather repress how you truly are as a person. And I'm not talking about anything illegal because sometimes people get into very freaky things and I'm it makes me a little nervous. Yeah. But I'm talking about things that are, you know, not illegal or anything like that. There's nothing wrong with that. And if you have trouble bringing up, you know, how to ask your girlfriend, boyfriend, whomever partner, then that's where a sex therapist comes in because then we teach you how to ask those type of questions because that's important in a healthy relationship that you're satisfied. Both parties need to be satisfied. So yeah. With that, let's say there's a couple and one partner had some wants and some needs, but they were too ashamed to share with their partner. So they decided to step out of their relationship and seek it. The partner then found out. Mm-hmm. And this is all hypothetical. I'm setting the stage for a question. So don't be trying to dig in my background, y'all. I promise you I'm as <laughs> single as a dollar bill. Okay, cool. So with that example, (laughs) she found out less than explore the traumatic cycle of infidelity. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there one? What does that look like? Absolutely. So typically um, dealing with infidelity, of course, it's going to look different on every some women handle it or men handle it better. Um, And then some men or women don't handle it as well. Um, you know, some their first thing is revenge, but the typical, what I would say is they're angry and sad first. It's usually a mixture of both. So they're trying to figure out, you know, why would, why was he doing this? And then it kind of turns in after they're angry and sad, it turns into almost like them. There's a mirror and they're looking back at themselves like, well, I could have did this more, or maybe I wasn't giving him enough sex, or maybe I'm not pretty enough. Was she prettier? And then they want to see who you know, the person is it, you know, and that's men or women. Some men even want to see like, well, what does he look like? Does he have six pack? I don't have a six pack, you know, can he sing? I can't sing. Can he do this? Um, and so then they kind of looking at themselves like, well, what could I have done better? And then again comes a cycle of them being angry and then sad again. And should I leave? Should I stay? And they're kind of sometimes looking for outside sources to tell them whether to leave or to stay. And a lot of times I tell them, no one can tell you whether you should leave or stay in a relationship. That is a decision that you have to make. You have to decide is what this person did. Can I truly forgive? And that's the thing. If you choose to forgive infidelity, you have to truly forgive. And why I say that is because if you don't, 
it's going to cause other issues. If you decide, you know what, I'm going to pretend to forgive just to keep my man or woman. And then later on, when you guys get in an argument, it's going to come up. It always comes up. Oh, well, you cheated and you did this. So I decided I was going to do that. So that's why I tell a couple, if you're dealing with someone and they have cheated on you, you have to have a conversation with yourself. One, do I want to stay in this relationship? Can I continuously be happy in this relationship? And then three, is a person really going to change? Like, do you really think that they're going to change? And some people might, you know, I don't say once a cheater, always a cheater, because I do believe in growth. But I do believe that you have to be honest with yourself. And I think that's what a lot of men and women miss out on is really being 100% honest with themselves. And typically, you know your partner best. So you'll know you know what? I don't think he can be faithful. This is the third time he's cheated on me and he just keeps doing it. Or you know what? This was the first time. Um, it was one of those situations where I do feel like I can forgive. Um, but you need to have a conversation and possibly go to therapy. I always recommend therapy if you've dealt with infidelity, because we're going to teach you how to have that open conversation. We walk you through the process of healing. So um, yeah, that's pretty much the cycle that happens. Can you give us a quick example of what recovery looks like for people who have been cheated on or what do you think it looks like? I know you mentioned going to therapy, but does it pretty much differ Mm -hmm. for everybody or is there, I guess, like, a you know, like Cosmopolitan magazine used to put out like eat ice cream and make sure you cut up all the pictures (laughs) of you know, you and your partner, whatever, but is there yeah. a prescription? Kind you know what? Pictures. So I've noticed that the questions are typically always the same when people cheat. It's like, you know, why did this happen? Is the relationship over? Um, do I really know this person? Can I ever trust them again? Will my life ever be normal again? Um, and I always tell them, don't make a decision so soon. This is not a decision that you have to make within a week or two weeks, um, give yourself time to really think, even write a list. I have my um, couples or individuals write a list of pros and cons, you know, give each other some individual space. If you live together, you know, maybe move out, separate, even if you're married, Um, seek support from friends and family. That's really hard for people to do. People are typically embarrassed because when someone cheats on you, you automatically, like I said earlier, you look at yourself. So then you don't want to tell your friends because your friends going to be like, oh, he ain't, you know, um, but that is the time to lean on your friends. So do tell your friends, hell, tell your family, you know, they're going to look at him different, but oh, well, tell your pastor, you know, these are people that you should seek counsel from um, and that you're going to need emotional supports from. Now, just be careful with the advice because everyone's going to have different advice, but, um, and then of course, seek a professional, but you know, don't make decisions, you know, so quickly. Um, And then practice some self-care. You know, a lot of times after there's infidelity, people have issues sleeping, they have issues eating, they lose weight or they overeat. Um, They have an inability to function, lack of hope. They deal with depression, anger, anxiety, panic, shame, resentment. All of that, you know, is normal. Um, The emotional aspect, you know, identifying your painful emotions that you're going through. Um, And then even spiritually, you know, people are very spiritual. So, you know, connect with God, you know, take time to to kind of reflect, connect with nature. 
I tell people all the time, there's nothing like being in nature. Music, music is art. I tell people to listen to music, go hiking, go walking, um, and then seek to learn about what we call a fair recovery, um, where you take periodic breaks from the relationship and look at it as having like maintenance issues and just kind of each person is working on themselves, um, embracing and managing your own emotions, even when, you know, they feel like they're very overwhelming. Um, and then be honest on how you feel. Yeah, that's, those are all really, really important. I think, so for those who are in a relationship and they decide that they're going to continue um what does it look like when they try to come together again sexually after you know infidelity is is that the same process within I guess that relationship of just trying to find trust again or right absolutely so I've noticed that um some of the stages people try to avoid the pain they try to numb the pain um they try to work through the pain um, and then they kind of let sometimes let the pain control them. And then finally, acceptance, I think, is last. So having a sexual relationship again after somebody has cheated on you is very difficult. But for some people, I've seen them, they're just um, they're sexually frustrated. So sometimes they do immediately have sex with their partner right after, almost to like to prove a point. Hmm. More so not because they actually really want to, but more so because they just want to prove a point or they're just sexually frustrated and they just want some themselves. Um, but typically I tell people to work their way up to it. You don't immediately feel that you have to have sex with somebody just because you got cheated on or feel like this is what I need to do. Um, infidelity is going through a, almost like a recovery in a sense. So you want to take your time and I don't recommend just automatically sleeping with somebody or sleeping with somebody new, you know, the first step really is to stop all contact with the person that, you know, that has had, that's had the fair. So give yourself time to kind of just heal and limit, limit the contact, maybe not stop all the contact, but at least limit the contact. And then after that, you want to work on actually rebuilding your lines of communication. So where was the line of communication cut off at where they felt that they needed to go cheat? You know, did they just cheat because the opportunity was there or was there really something deeper going on in the relationship? So then bridging that line of communication. How can we talk about this? How can we be open about this? Um, Where's our relationship going next? Can we both practice forgiveness from this? Can I forgive you? Um, and then for the other person, can they forgive themselves? Because there are people out there that actually, when they cheat, they don't forgive themselves. Um, and then that's a whole different issue. And then you want to work on after you possibly go to therapy. And I think everybody really should go to therapy if you've dealt with cheating and you want to stay with the person. Um, then after you go to therapy, then maybe a physical relationship. And that can take as long as you want it to take. And I always tell people, don't feel like you have to get back in the bed with them. Take your time because if you do it before you're ready, then there's going to be consequences with that as well. Are you talking, Nika? Because I can't hear you. Can y'all hear me? 
No, I can hear you now. Okay, yeah, you went out perfect. for a minute. Okay, I was just saying that was a word dropping gems right there. Um, and I was just going to say, um, to wrap up the wind down, if there was like one piece of advice that you could leave with people, what would it be? Like if there was one thing that they t- took away from, you know, intimacy after affair or even just considering if they want to be in an ethical, eth- ethically non-monogamous relationship with words, um, what would it be? Oh, gosh, one thing. Um, you know what? I think all of this boils down to confidence and loving yourself. And I think in this day and age, we really struggle with self-love. And I see it on Instagram. You know, people like attention, but attention and having love is two different things. So you can't expect someone to love you when you don't love yourself and you don't have pride in yourself and you don't treat yourself a certain way. Because if you treat yourself a certain way and you have high self-esteem and you have great confidence, you're not going to let no man or woman come in and treat you and talk to you any kind of way because you don't even treat and talk to yourself like that. So practicing more positive affirmations. I love positive affirmations. I say some every morning to myself to get myself together. Um, and so I try not to choose violence every day. So affirmations are great. So just choosing um, to truly love yourself inside and out. And before you hop in any relationship, and this is for men and women, to seek therapy and to heal from your past trauma. That's a word. I love Seek that. Therapy. That's, I mean, and heal yeah. from your own trauma. That's a real thing. Own your stuff. I like that. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you're going to get it done. That's the only way you're going to grow. Yeah, call yourself out on Absolutely. your BS. You have to. I, I even have to do it. And a lot of people, they always laugh, but even as a psychiatrist, I tell people, I'm not ashamed to tell people I have a therapist. It's important, man. Like I just the type of growth that I've seen since I started therapy over a year and a half ago, like well child, I am thriving and I cannot I know that's right. Yeah, like I I, love it. I'm just I love to see it. Like honestly, boundaries are set. We are, you know, believing in ourselves. We're not we're not kicking it with them boys over on the west side anymore. You know, we thrive. Where are you guys located at? I'm I'm in Austin, but I'm moving to Atlanta. Um, Toby's based in LA. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, when you come to Atlanta, I'm in Atlanta, so you'll have to let me know when you come to Atlanta. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yes. I live in Atlanta. Yes. And yeah. Toby, I actually come. I was just out in LA a couple of weeks ago for work, so the next time I'm out there, we'll have to meet up. Yes. Well, I'll be in I'll be in Atlanta um later this year. So, we'll have to have Yes. A yes, Thanks. ladies, please do. Let me know when you guys come out here. Yes, so we can go out and get some good food, get some drinks. Yes, yes. here for it. I'm and we and it. we about to be vaccinated fully. I'm I'm like right. I, I told Toby I got half of my thought chip activated. I'm waiting I'm for that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we outside this summer. We are outside. We are. Outside. I feel like Atlanta. We've been outside, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's about to be a hot girl summer. That is for sure. For sure. So over to the last segment, which is poor play. I'll let Toby introduce this because sis, I don't know where you got this from or what you were going <laughs> through. I need you to explain. Listen, I follow a few sex um, accounts on Instagram and. I came across one of them and 
it says it was they posed the question and I thought it was interesting because I have this um I have this conversation <laughs> a lot more than I should probably uh, mention <laughs> with some people <laughs> in my life. So I wanted to know the question is, can you remain monogamous and still engage in group sex? Can you remain monogamous and engage in group sex? Well, yes. no, technically no. Cause if you monogamy is just supposed to be between you and your partner. So group sex, that's an orgy that you're speaking of and that's swinging. Um, so that wouldn't be monogamy anymore. You would get into the swinging and swinging is not polyamorous. So I should probably break this down really quickly. So monogamy is just where it's you and your partner. That's it. You guys are only sleeping with each other, emotional and sexual. Cause you know, cheating is just not sex. It's also, it can be emotional cheating. And then when you have polyamorous, that is where two men bring in a woman or two women bring in a man, however you want to do it, a man and two women. Um, and then you have a third partner, but there's still boundaries. There's still limits. You set whatever works for your relationship. Now, with what you're talking about with group sex, that's where swinging comes in. And there are couples, man, or, man and woman, woman, two women, two men, um, where they'll go to parties and they have what you call an orgy or they'll watch other people have sex or they bring somebody in to have sex with them. And that's more so like swingers. Um, so that would be an orgy and that would be swinging, which would not be monogamy. Okay. That is not what they said. So that's good to know from a professional. I don't even know if these people are professionals, to be honest. Girl, but, I yeah, And I tell people all the time, guys, be careful when you take, and even myself, I tell people, you know, my um, clients, I tell them all the time, I'm not perfect. Like, I don't, just because I went to school for damn near forever, um, I don't know everything, though. I'm constantly learning myself. Um, so do your own research. And at the end of the day, the research that you do, there's going to be different things. Even on Google, when you research different things, you're like, what? It can be confusing. And that's why I tell people to just do what works for them. But that in an instinct, monogamy is just you and the other person. Yeah. So if they're talking about group sex, that's no longer monogamy. They're swingers. And they can mm -hmm. still, in a sense, I guess, be monogamous because then they just go back to just being two of them. But once you have group sex and orgy, essentially, then, I mean, you're swingers. So I see. I'm I interested. See. You'll have to tell me offline what page you were looking at. But yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'll, I'll send it to you. <laughs> yeah. Take stuff that you see on Instagram, guys, with a with grain, grain of salt. Of salt. Grain of salt. For sure. What's smaller show. than salt? Smaller than a grain of salt. <laughs> How about that? Because y'all be trying it. Um, yeah, that's yes. interesting because they definitely put like a resounding yes. And when I saw the yeah, question, I was did. like, are you sure about that? Because I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't sound yeah, quite right to me. That is it. And there's nothing wrong with being swingers. Like I tell people, you know, you just got to do what works for you. But yeah, you right. can't be in a monogamous relationship and be in a polyamorous relationship and be, you know, and that's the thing. People want to put just all type of titles on different things. And it's just like, live in your truth, do what you want to do, do what works for your relationship. And who cares at the end of the day? Because none of us are God. He has the ultimate judgment, If even if you believe in God at the end of the day. So do what works for you. I think my whole thing is us just respecting one another and respecting people's privacy and just treating people how you want to be treated. And stop Absolutely. outing your married boyfriends. Because it's mm. stupid. 
I think sure. that's the if, if I can leave one word, it would be that you if you knew he was married, why are you outing him? Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like just stop talking to him. Just stop talking and <laughs> stay out of married people's business. If it's one thing my yeah. grandma used to always say, stay out of married folk business. Mm-hmm. Period. Keep your legs closed to marry men. That part. This was fun. Yay. It was. Thank, Thank you so you. much for being here. Thank you guys for having me. I've enjoyed it. And you guys have definitely created a space, a safe space for other women, you know, to be able to have these thoughts and these feelings. And you guys asked great questions that, you know, I don't typically get. So they were very thought out questions and well needed. Cool. Okay. Well, I guess this wraps up this part of the episode, Tobes. And thank you, Dr. Canary. Um, I'll definitely hit you up when I get into Atlanta next month. It'd be great to connect. Yes. Welcome to the A. How long have you been there? Oh, gosh. I've lived in Atlanta on and off for... Okay. Cool. So... With that being said, let's go over into our sustainable shawty with Miss Toby. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey. Okay, so in honor of today's poor play takeover, my sustainability tip is y'all need to invest in some sustainable sex toys. Yes, they exist. Mm -hmm. They are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. A little loud. I'm not going to lie to you. This is like a mini review. The one that I have, it's made out of sustainable material, compostable plastic or some shit like that. I don't know. I probably should have the box with me, but ain't nobody paying me for this review. Is it the biodegradable one? Yes, it's biodegradable. Um, Battery powered. I've used it a couple of times. And to be honest, y'all, it's really loud. Like rattling sound batteries like loud <laughs> like it sound like you in a barbershop in a barbershop it sound like i got my <laughs> own chair and not you got the boosie fade <laughs> i can't These you better leave that in to too <laughs> <laughs> yes so i wouldn't necessarily recommend the one that i got but you can hit us up in the dms and i can give you some options also you can just do a quick google also don't forget that sustainable also means who you're sourcing it from there's a lot of different sex toy shops out there by black women queer people mm-hmm. you know I think you should check it out. One of my favorites is Unbound Babes. Shout out to y'all. Also, Love Hedon. Shout out to my Spellman sis. But yeah, go sustainable with your sex toys. You can do that. Also, the condoms. There's sustainable condoms. With yeah. like biodegradable latex and stuff. Because I know y'all be flushing them down the toilet, even though that's really bad for the environment. And you're not your supposed to do that. So if you're still doing that in 2021. Stop it. Stop. Don't Stop do flushing that. condoms. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. If you're scared so, about the girl stealing your cum, maybe you shouldn't be having sex with her. Exactly. Also, sorry to our parents if you <laughs> listen to this I episode. I hope y'all didn't make it this far because that's Don't. awkward. If, if you made it this far. <laughs> I'm going to just send a quick text. Yeah, don't listen don't to the episode this week. This. It's literally about sex and love and relationships. And I literally don't need 
I can give y'all a summary. <laughs> TLDR. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't have time. One thing I want to is that the vibrator that you sent to yes. all of us? Yes. <laughs> Who is all of us? I sent it to you exclusively. You should be honored. Oh, you just sent that to me? Yes. I don't know why I thought you sent that to someone else. No. Oh, wow. I feel honored. Okay. Yeah, that thing is loud. It gets the job done, but it's loud. It's It's fine for like, if you live alone. (laughs) Yeah. But the thing about it is it's so small that you think, okay, this can be a traveling situation. I can take this with me when I go places. It's It's not your general lipstick. No, but then you, but then you hit that button and it's like, no. (laughs) So we got some kinks to work out again, product development. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to make sure it works. Did you know there's actually like a whole tech investment theme around sex toys? That is what I would like to do. Yeah. Because let me tell you. We could start and we could start a VC company. Just let me should. know. Yeah, we should. I yeah, I feel like and you can take that part out too. But I what I was going to say before we wrap up this segment, when you talked about sustainable um products is also where you source them from and who you source them from. There's actually a black-owned condom company called yeah. V Condoms yeah. and I keep trying they to They have some send- nice ones too. Exactly. They have some really nice condoms. I just want y'all to like remove yourself from the shackles and chains that is <laughs> Magnus because <laughs> number one, they smell horrible. They're number two, awful. <laughs> they're awful. Number three, majority of y'all can't fit them. Okay. That's a word. Y'all need to um, just like bra sizes. Y'all need to look into condom sizes. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. I know y'all like to, you know, put on mm-hmm. for your mm-hmm. manhood or whatever, but stop doing that. <laughs> exactly. And with that being said, I'm going to give an affirmation to wrap up this weird episode that is all <laughs> over the place, but we love sex and sex loves us. I'm dead. <laughs> What is your affirmation, girl? (laughs) My affirmation this week goes a little bit something like this. You're a shining star, no matter who you are, shining bright to see what you could truly be. Yes, come on with the elements. If you know, you know. That's all I got to say. If you don't know where that's from, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. (laughs) period (laughs) so with that being said thank you for tuning in to another episode of emotionally unavailable we lit and we too legit to quit Eh! (laughs) you're a bird a charlotte bird (laughs) 